Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 15 is where we're at as we go through the gospel of Luke. And a message titled, Lost and Found. Verse 1, then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, give it all up to follow me. And they're like, hey, I want to do that. You know, I mean, it's crazy. You think that that would be the, the last people, you know, it's these dedicated people that are righteous and holy and all the things that they do. You know, no. He, he draws those people, but that tells me something about Jesus. And I think this is the most important thing that I get from this passage is, is that Jesus is such a person that you feel so loved and so accepted by him that when he tells you the truth, it hits you in the heart rather than you feel like he's just being judgmental and critical and looking at you cross-eyed because you don't dress the way you're supposed to dress or look the way you're supposed to look or, or don't live in the neighborhood you're supposed to live in to be considered acceptable to society. And so Jesus was just so approachable, so approachable that even the Pharisees who, who knew all these things that he did were miraculous, so approachable and so unassuming in a sense that they felt comfortable putting him down. This is who Jesus was. He was just that very kind and acceptable person, but willing and absolutely determined to speak the absolute truth to you. You know, no, nothing describes this more than John chapter 8 when they find the woman caught in the act of adultery in the very act. You know, they catch her and pull her out there. You know, who knows if she was even wearing anything but maybe a, a rag or something and bring her out before Jesus and plop her down before him. And they say this woman's caught in, in, in adultery in the very act. And, and Jesus is riding on the ground and he stands up and he says, let, let he who is among you let him cast the first stone, and then he goes back down to writing with his finger in the dust on the ground. The finger of God, writing, who knows what he's writing, you know. As the guy is standing there, watch what he's writing. Maybe they see their name, and they're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and they start, to, they start to bail out. And then he looks at the woman, and, and in that case, you know, of course, let every, every fact be established, right? You can't just you know, accuse somebody. It has to be established by two or three witnesses according to the law, and everybody now is gone. And he says, ma'am, where are your accusers? And she says, I have none, Lord. And he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So there's no condemnation, but there's also that you, you stop doing what you're doing. This isn't leading anywhere good in your life. And Jesus is able to say that because of just the way that he is, the way he carries himself. And so these tax collectors and sinners, you know, I I don't know if you guys like tax collectors. Sounds like they just hired a whole bunch of new ones. (laughs) You know? What about sinners? You know, oh, those people. I was um, at a pastor's meeting, and there was a guy who was sharing. He was a pastor of a Calvary Chapel close by. 
and he was talking about how he went to church. First time he went to church, he was stoned. It's like sitting in the back, you know, and, and it was here in Idaho. He went to a church here in Idaho. He's sitting in the back. He's like wigging out. But he heard the gospel message, and, and he, he got saved. And, and then he went and got all of his friends. He brought like 10 potheads. You know, he says they were, they were high on LSD. They were high. Some of them were high on something purple something. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Like he's telling me all this, you know, all this stuff they're high on. They come in, and like they're all just like making really loud noises, and they're sitting in the back row. And one guy's like, is this almost over? You know, like in the middle of the message, you know. And, and, and he's like, you know, you know, listen, you know, whatever. Some of them got saved, and some of them didn't, you know, but... He later, years later, he went up to he went up to one of the the elders, and he's like, "Why didn't you guys kick us out?" And he's like, "Are you kidding? We were praying to reach your group of people. That's who we were praying to reach, and you guys came into the church. We were happy that you were there." I mean, think about that mindset because I think I think so often we can get comfortable in our church. You know, it's nice and cozy, and everybody smells good, and everything's nice. And then somebody comes in that's just not quite the flavor. You know, maybe they're wearing a shirt that offends us. You know, something, you know, that's like, what is that, you know? What political party did you vote for? I can tell by your shirt, you know? I mean, there's, there's that. I'm so excited. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't be too excited because I'm, I'm often disappointed in these things. But I see that movie coming out about... Pastor Chuck and, and Calvary Chapel, you know, it's the kind of the story of this, the Jesus Revolution, and and it, it, you see the the previews, and I can already say, okay, I already know that's that's not right, quite right, you know. I, I hate that, you know. It's, I'm so critical when it comes to be accurate, you know. But anyway, I, I just love the just the image that it shows, you know, Pastor Chuck there, you know, and the, and at first not liking the hippies, you know. I mean, you can imagine you're living in suburban California and everything's wonderful and peaceful and all the streets are manicured and everybody's everybody's perfect, you know, and then all of a sudden all these street people, these kids with long hair and no shoes and beads and weird stuff, you know, and smoking pot and round glasses and coming in, you know, peace brother, you know, and all that and coming in and flooding out their whole place and, you know, illicit sex happening just everywhere, you know, just awful in, 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 in a, in a per- perfect, per- peaceful neighborhood, right? But Kay was, she was heartbroken for these kids. These kids are lost. They need Jesus. And, and Chuck was like, they need a bath, you know? And, uh, and, and yet his heart was developed a softness for them along with his wife as she just continued to pray and made him pray for these hippies. And, and pretty soon he started inviting them into the church, you know? And, and of course, some people were upset about it. And, you know, and one of the things in the preview, so I'm not giving a spoiler or anything, but he says, you know, that door's always open. And then somebody stands up, you know, angry, and he's like, and it works both ways. You know, <laughs> if you don't like it, you can leave. These are our friends, you know, and these new hippies. And, of course, thousands and thousands and thousands of hippies started getting saved, of course, the Jesus movement and everything. But, but that's the heart and attitude that we, we should have. You know, I think of Beckett Cook, you know, homosexual guy, you know, just, you know, well-educated, you know, living this homosexual lifestyle. He walks into a Starbucks one day, he's having his coffee, he sees this group of guys having a Bible study. You know, it was a, it was a Calvary Chapel-connected church, a Reality LA. And they were just having a Bible study there, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And he says, we're studying the Bible. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. You know, he just never even thought about it. Like, he's not a religious person at all, didn't grow up religious at all. And, and they said, you should come to our church. And they gave him an invitation card. And he thought, huh. 
all right, I'll check it out. And so he went all by himself. He didn't meet them there or anything. He says, I didn't even see them when I got there. You know, I just walked into this big church and I sat in the front row. And he says, and I had all this awareness that, that what, I, what I was living for was wrong. In every, every, every aspect of my life, it was wrong. And I knew that I needed to give my life to God. And so when they gave the invitation at the end, I, gave, I came forward and gave my life to Jesus. And, and it completely transformed him. You know, and then that's, that's what we're looking for within the church is to see the culture and the people transform. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. I was listening to, to uh, what's that, Pokes on the Family, you know, they do those interviews. I love those interviews. They were interviewing some woman. I don't know who she was or what the whole story was, but she was talking about how she was kind of trafficked. She was kind of taken in by these people, and then they were kind of using her, and she was stripping at a club and all these different things, and and, and just some things started happening in her life, and she always wanted to know Jesus, but, but she, never really, she never really could connect. Even, the, even people that were Christians, like, you know, she sat in a car with her friend one time, and they had the radio on, and it was her pastor, and she's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's my pastor. And she shows it off real quick, and she's like, oh, what's that about? Oh, he just gives messages sometimes, and just wanted to, didn't want to talk about it. It's so weird. But finally, she just kind of, in her own way, just kind of surrendered herself to God, and as she surrendered herself to God, she, she just she said, I'm going to follow you. And so she just found a church to go to. But she says, my skirt was too short and my, my, my top was a little bit too low. And she said, and the people that saw me coming into that church did not like what they saw. You could tell on their faces, it didn't, but it didn't, I didn't care. I needed to be there. But how sad is that? That, that somebody could come in and, and just off the street and just so raw and their margins are just so narrow, hanging on by a thread, and, and just not be welcomed in. Well, that wasn't Jesus. Jesus was absolutely glad that these people were coming. But notice what it says in verse 2, and it said, And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Of course they did. And, and this is how, you know, we... we we have to understand this to understand the context of what Jesus is about to tell us. And of course, we need to know that these are all Jews. These aren't, you know, pagans. You know, I'm not, not talking about, you know, the people in the culture that were pagan idol worshipers and all that. You know, maybe some of the Jews worship some idols on the side, but they're all Jews. They all belong to the same group. And Jesus is ministering to these people, and they're Jews and maybe proselytes, you know, but they're converts to Judaism, but, but there's not... We're not talking about pagans here. We're talking about Jews who had become tax collectors, which means they, they were collecting taxes for Rome. So seen as, as kind of betrayers of their country, we, we're seeing maybe prostitutes or people who are caught up in, in sin of some kind. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991. Or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.